T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Come and get some, Washington fans. Your hockey team's on fire. Your football team's a factor. Yeah, our basketball team still needs a little work. But there are some positive things to talk about. For years, we've had only one thing to talk about. That was a positive, and that was the boys with the puck. The football team. It's actually a factor in December. Very much a factor. Yesterday they didn't even play, but oh, did things break their way. Good morning. It's Russell and Medhurst. It's a Monday morning. We're here 9 till noon. We're here every day. If you're new to the program, make your acquaintance at 301-230-0980. Maddie's on the other side of the glass, ready to take your calls. Be courteous to him. Russell went downstairs, got the free food that the building is putting on. Look, I'll tell you what. It sucks major Donkey Kong to come to this building every day, okay? I make new two bones about it. But at least this building one time or a couple times a year provides you with a free buffet. I didn't do it today because I stopped at my local Dunkin' Donuts and got a couple of donuts. But, Russell, you got the fruit cup and you got a plate of stuff because I can't even identify some of it. Yeah, I, it's it's probably... Scrambled eggs is the only thing I can identify. N- no, there actually is no scrambled eggs on what's there. What's that I yellow the thing? Scrambled, what's uh, that? This, wait, this yellow thing? Yeah, what's that? I believe it's sausage grits. Mm. Sausage, sausage-flavored sausage grits. There's a biscuit with some sort of gravy on it. There's uh, some kind of fried chicken-like pieces. There's some uh, hash browns with peppers and onions and some... Uh, chive butter and some pimento cheese and a fruit cup that just goes to show you we don't belong in this building i mean i mean <laughs> radio is, people don't eat that stuff let me tell you something very high class very much appreciated especially on a monday um and not good for getting back on track after a terrible week of eating uh and not working out very much although i did hit the gym yesterday and let me tell you something 
Uh, oh, man. That was hard. That was hard to just grind that out and then just hobble along uh, like a really, really, really old, beaten-down old man. Well, I mean, think about uh, it, dude. I mean, that. The, for a couple of days, there you were getting wined and dined oh, and all over the I place mean, on USAA's dime, you know? Unbelievable. It's been a long week, though, too. Think about it, right? I, I know this is no old hat for you. I mean, you've been to... Uh, West Virginia, Philadelphia. Actually, you didn't go back and forth from Philadelphia like you did New York last year or New Jersey last year. So I guess that was sort of – and then back last night and then Towson yesterday. Me, in the last week and a half, I had the Best Buddies homecoming mm-hmm. gala a week ago Friday, uh, and that was a lot of build up to that. Uh, wonderful event. Then Sunday, MetLife Stadium and back from Northern Virginia. So, you know, long day there. Monday here, Monday Night Raw. Tuesday and Wednesday I just had here and then my podcast and all that stuff. Normal kind of stuff. Thursday here and then up to Philly. And like you said, wined and dined uh, and taken care of very well uh, by the outstanding folks at USAA. Can't thank them enough. Had some good time. Met Chris Christie. Governor Chris Christie in the Amtrak station in Philadelphia. What a nice man. I mean, regardless of whatever you think about politics, this, that, and the other, I don't care. I don't care. Chris Christie was a nice, I I, I mean, I expected, I I sort of expected him to be nice because he's always been very media savvy and friendly. Remember, he did a bunch of things on WFAN, right? So he, you know, I I think he appreciated that I, I knew that. Embarrassing sight, little aside, if you don't mind. Uh, Grant ran into him first. I had no idea who he was, probably. No, in the Wendy's and Jersey Mike's at the Amtrak 30th Street (laughs) Station in in Philadelphia, because we had like two hours to kill, right? So Grant's talking to him, and I, I mean, I see him, like, as I'm approaching... Grant talking Giants, uh, Eagles with him in the no, train station? No, uh, but but I see him as I'm approaching, and I'm like, God, who does this look like? And I would, I, honestly, the first name that goes through my mind, you know Michael Lombardi? Oh, yeah, sure. Right? I, de- he, I could definitely see. He looks yeah. like Michael Lombardi from a distance, right? And I'm like, oh. like, And I'm trying to figure out if that's Michael Lombardi. And I almost... Went up Mike. to him and said, "Mike," <laughs> and and I and and Grant's like, uh, "This is my buddy Chris," you know, da, da. And, and and I'm looking at him like, "Hey, how you doing?" And Grant's like, "Do you know who this is?" And I'm like, "Yeah, the face looks familiar, but I can't quite place it. Help me out here. I'm so embarrassed." And he's just like, "But at least hey, Chris Christie." Hey, you know what though? He almost ran for president. <clears throat> there's less embarrassment in doing what you did. Then walking up right, to him and going, going, hey, Mike. Cowboy, right. I love your football okay. analysis. Right. So Odyssey insider, Mike so there's, so there's more. Look, you did you did the proper thing. Yeah. Take the accountability and say, man, I, I've seen your face. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just been a couple of years since I've seen right. governor, uh, former governor Chris Christie and been governor for four but you, plus years. Here's the other thing, too. Here's the other thing, too. When you walk up. To people in conversation like that, mm-hmm. you simply say, you "Stick out your hand, hey, Chris Russell." Right. Nice to meet you. Well, and then I, that person and nine was, times out of ten is going to say, "Chris Christie, good right. to meet you." I was about to do that before mm-hmm. Grant did the the awkward. Do you know who this is? <laughs> and I'm like, eh, uh, I know, but I don't know. 
So anyway, very nice. Or you just said, sure, how you doing? Good to see you. Very nice, man. I mean, again, people are wonderful, right? We had a great weekend. I I know it kind of sucks that Navy lost in double overtime. uh, And then yesterday's kind of shocker. I don't know what you want to get into in terms of that. I I know that had to be a hard day for you personally and for the program in general. Yesterday, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, Twitter – it's taken me a long time to gather my thoughts on it. Twitter doesn't have enough characters, so it wouldn't have done it. It wouldn't have done me any good to do it yesterday. I mean, it's so funny. I mean, you know, my daughter's a big sports fan, and she and I had just come from throwing uh, a little bit yesterday because I hadn't been home since Wednesday morning. She wanted to throw some, and you know, she come. We the e. I I saw the ESPN thing briefly on my phone, and I was. I mean, obviously, my heart sunk at that point, and I just kind of sat there. And I and I had to go to Towson. I had to get myself together to go to Towson to go broadcast a basketball game right. yesterday. And and I swear, I just sat there for like a half hour, kind of in stunned, numb amazement. And you know, Kelly, you know, being perceptive, she comes in and she goes, "Are you okay?" And you know, I mean, at, at first, no, no, I wasn't um, because as I in this business of college football, there are some programs where you can't even as much breathe near the head coach, let alone converse with him, text him. I, his phone number is in my phone. I can text him anytime I wanted. Um, I could ask him anything I wanted. He and I built a trust through the years where he could um, trust me with information Uh I could bring players to his attention on the high school level that I saw that I thought that Davey should recruit that, um, you know, that I would alert him to. And, you know, we, we, we had that kind of a relationship. As I've explained to people, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you, your entire family can roll up on the sideline and watch football practice at the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. 99% of college football teams around the country, you can't even get on the premises, let alone watch the team actually practice uh, for the entire practice. And that relationship that has been built up with Ken Niamatololo, that trust, that friendship, and, you know, being able to describe uh, the work of his teams now the entire time he's been here, either as the TV guy, the sideline guy, and now the play-by-play guy, um, it's just, it's been extraordinary. He's the greatest leader of men I've ever met. Uh, I don't think he's going to be out of work long whether it's as an assistant coach or getting another head coaching opportunity. And the biggest misnomer out there is if anybody else hired him as a head coach, there's no, there's no guarantee he would go somewhere else and run the pure triple option. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, where, that's the mistake that BYU and Arizona made when they had a chance to hire him. And I, I'm just uh, I'm disappointed for him, his family, members of our staff that you know will be affected by this. Uh, that's, that's the other part that really a lot of people don't talk about. This is the lives of other people who've been. I mean, they've been there with Kenny the entire time. We've got two assistant coaches been on staff for over twenty years, uh, in addition to coach, and their their families have grown up here. They've raised their children here, and they are likely to be affected by this as well. And and that's the part of the business we don't see. And, and as I said yesterday to a couple people privately, you know, in some messages back and forth, it's one of the few days where I hate the business that I love. Because of the people, I mean, the great thing about Navy is, Chris, we have a lot of coaches that win a lot of games and all the different sports. So they stick around a long time. Mm-hmm. 
So you, you go look at some of the coaches we've had there. They've been in there a long time. That's because they're successful. Kenny the same way. Winning his coach in Navy football history. Winning his coach in the Army-Navy game. I also understand the business of it, too. I mean, we're 11-23 and 23 in our last 34 games, albeit two of those years through a pandemic, which at Navy affects you twice as much as it was the, the civilian schools. And it's just it, it's terrible all around. But all I know is he's the greatest individual leader of men I've ever met in my life, and a guy that cared about his players, meant it. Some A lot of coaches give you that stuff, but then they don't win football games. They get fired quickly. Kenny not only was like the father figure you wanted for all your kids, he won football games. He's the winningest coach in program history. He's leaving the place even better than you know uh, when he took it over uh, from a great coach in Paul Johnson at that time. I mean, it's hard to believe that they could go to a higher place than they did under Paul Johnson and Kenny took them to higher uh, places but as I said I also understand the business side of it and you know I mean you respect the decision that our administration makes um, those are tough decisions to make there's no doubt about it especially when you have look when a coach is terrible yeah those people are easy to dismiss right uh, when you're when you're the winningest coach in the history of the school that's an impossible decision to have to make you see all the tributes uh, all of the yeah, kind I mean, that, and that's, and, that's and, look. I mean, look at what Matt Rule said. Yeah, yes. Matt Rule competed against Kenny. They, they yes. look. Those two guys. Think of all the good teams in our league. Yeah. Those two coaches had Temple and Navy in the freaking American Athletic Conference Championship game. If that's not a testament to yeah. how good those guys are as college football coaches, I mean that that speaks volumes to me. But wherever coaches. Wherever his family is, uh, I will always be a fan because that guy's the the best leader of people I've ever met. And as a person, I'm better from having been around him and known him, as is everybody on our staff. And and that's the that's the thing. Everybody at Navy yesterday it was a difficult day for everybody. And I'm 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 telling you, it's it, it's it was a tough day. I'm sure for our administration. To make that decision too, right. I understand that part of it also, but that's that's what athletic directors and school presidents, or in this case, you know, our superintendent, those are decisions that they have to make. There's a lot of experience there with our athletic director. He's done an, I mean, look, our 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 athletic department and our teams sucked when Chet took over. I mean, that that you can't you can't you know, sugarcoat that part of it. There was not a lot going on there at Navy when Chet took over. And he has risen, raised our athletic programs to incredible heights, our facilities, everything. So you, it, at that point, you do have to entrust that the decision he's mm-hmm. making is going to be positive going forward. But we only know, um, we only the results will determine that. Uh, going forward in that situation, but that's where that's where you understand the business side of it, but you hate it because it's great people, every one of those people um, that are on that staff. And uh, look, uh, our defensive coordinator is the interim head coach. Um, if I would endorse him one hundred percent as the next coach, if they choose to go in that direction, um, that's not a that to me that's a no brainer uh, based on the performance of our defense and his time here. But, you know, that's the thing. We've, we've got to move on and support who also, and I think Kenny would say the same thing, 
you know, you have to support the next coach now as well. It hurts like hell because Kenny's the most competitive guy, whether we're playing tennis at lunchtime, basketball, whatever. But it was I will always remember what he did for his players, his love for his people, his raw emotion that he showed when talking about his players. When they won, it was never about him, the coach. The emotion was for his players. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, those tears were real because he knows what those kids go through. He knows that they have that window every day from three thirty to six o'clock together for the most part, where they have to have practice, they have to have treatment. All that other stuff. It's not like, you know, other teams, you know, Maryland and all them, they can go practice at 7 in the morning, 11 in the morning. They can have meetings whenever they want. They can structure their program however they want. At Navy, you got two and a half hours, pal, to get your, your work done. Mm-hmm. That's it. And you're expected to go beat Notre Dame like Ken Niamatololo did. You're expected to go try and win American Conference championships. And he won multiple divisions uh, there in the American Athletic Conference. So that's a dude that was a great guy. Open book to come in and watch their team practice. So all these coaches that take themselves way too seriously and won't even let you near them, you you can do this another way and still be successful. And Kenny Amatololo um, is just an incredibly class individual. And I will be forever grateful for my time spent with him uh, as the head coach. And, and, I mean, look, it was a terrible weekend for us. Certainly losing that game Saturday in that fashion hurt. You hurt for Anton Hall because the only reason we're in the game there is because of Anton's 77-yard touchdown run. And then we find out one of our best linebackers ever, Tyler Tidwell, who was tremendous in 05 and 06, 13 sacks over two years, three in the bowl game win over Colorado State in 05, two in the Army game in 06, and just a great Marine officer, you know, passes away from ALS Mm. yesterday. So you add all that on top of it, and the Navy football family (laughs) and that brotherhood is hurting quite a bit. I mean, between, Here on this Monday morning. you know, between the, uh, you know, unfortunate and, and shocking, uh, I guess, firing of Ken Niamatololo and who might replace him. I know the Athletic had a big piece uh, on that. And obviously, you just talked about the interim head coach and the defensive coordinator. Uh, we can get into that at some point. Uh, and then the story of Tyler Tidwell, which honestly, I did not know uh, and uh, stumbled across. Um, uh, and then you put up a very nice uh, tweet, you know, late last night after I had just read the entire story and it's just, um, you know, I mean, just horrible to think of how you could go from the strongest mentally, physically, emotional human being, the bravest, the proudest, the toughest, you know, put on a pedestal in the military that not everybody gets, quite honestly, with his assignment at 8th and I, um, and to see it all kind of just go away as quickly as as it did, and I'm sure it felt a lot longer than you know the ALS story of the is time. wicked. Yeah, it is. It you know, really we talk is. about. I mean, look, we, with all of the research we put into cancer, cancer, and, right? And We've really got to. You, know, you know, ALS is one of those yeah. where we're probably not making as much progress right. on as we would like. I agree. But as we see families go through this all the time, it's just a wicked, wicked disease. I agree. And um, Sarah Langs, of you yeah. know, who's a very she's been a guest on our show, yep. Yep. Uh, is going through it, and as she's beloved in the baseball community, beloved, and she does wonderful, wonderful work. Uh, we we've got, to, I mean, not that we've got to stop on cancer, Pete, but we've got to, we've got to, and I know so many different places have done so many different things, the ice bucket challenge, all that. That's great. We've got to do a lot more yeah. for ALS because, you know, listen, you can, you know, 
I mean, you could drop dead in in in, in a second car accident, heart attack, whatever. I, all I mean, we can't stop everything. We can't stop reality and life from happening. But one thing that we can at least make progress on is ALS research and prevention or slowing something down. And it doesn't seem like right now there's enough to slow down that locomotive, and that's really sad. So No doubt about that. Thoughts with him. Yeah, and our thoughts are with uh, Tyler Tidwell in the Navy Brotherhood this morning as he uh, leaves behind a wife and family. And, again, great football player but an even better Marine officer. Everybody you talk to, you talk to Tyler himself uh, early in his days, and then obviously talk to all those who've been around him or led by him. Uh, and and their tributes tell you how great uh, that that he was. And the tributes to Ken Niamatololo by all of those, not only as former players, but those in the college football world tell you just how great of a coach Ken Niamatololo was. Coming up, the Caps are on fire. 10 o'clock, touchdown at 10. We start to look at the playoff picture now for Washington. They didn't even play yesterday, and it was a great day for Washington football yesterday. And, oh, by the way, I think Pedro's going to the game on Sunday night. Whoa. Yeah. I got to turn back my microphone. This yeah. is shocking. Details. Shocking development. Details Whoa. on that. Whoa. I'm a family man, Chris. I'm a family man. We'll tell you about Ooh, that coming up in Touchdown to at 10 as well. Right here. Jay Gruden, too. On the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Not that Alexander Ovechkin is, you know, being in rarefied company is a surprise. But he's even doing it more now with all these empty net goals. So he's putting himself... I mean, the hockey record books, literally every night, Alexander Ovechkin scores a goal right now, Chris. It seems like Elias and all these other people are having to look stuff up when it comes to Ovi, uh, especially with uh, his ability to poach the empty net goal. Uh, which is extraordinary right now. He's on a hell of a run now with four in the last three games uh, for Washington. Now, I do believe, I do believe because also teams 
more so now than ever are willing to pull that goalie even earlier. Yep. Pull their goalie down two goals. You used to never pull your goalie down two, mm-hmm. and they do that now, thinking they're going to be able to uh, get back in a game. You know, and the worst thing that you know, it's just like somebody that hits a three pointer that's not supposed to shoot one. Uh, the worst thing is, is when you make a three pointer and you're really not supposed to shoot one, you think you can keep shooting them. Yeah. Well, you come from behind sometimes, pulling the goalie down too. Well, you think you can do it all the time, then all of a sudden you lose five one. Right, but you also take your shot. I mean, like last night, Winnipeg's down four nothing after two. They scored the two early in the third. Right. Mm-hmm. You think, all right, if you can get the third one naturally, then. Maybe you got a shot here. Then you start to get to the waning couple of minutes of the game, and you're like, okay, I need two in the next two and a half minutes. I got to pull the goaltender. And some coaches, I I forget what team, what game, what situation. I saw a, a goaltender pulled with like five minutes left to go in the game. I was just like, this is incredible. And uh, you're right about Ovechkin. I mean, obviously, all the empty netters since Wednesday night in Philadelphia, uh, including Friday night against the Kraken uh, and by the way, um, I know nobody cares like I do. I, I understand people make fun of me for getting all Rick about, you know, the commanders getting screwed all the time and they get screwed all the time. And eh, they deserve some of it on the scheduling and the short turnarounds and whatever. How about the Capitals? Six-game roadie over 11 days, starting in Jersey, winding its way all around Western Canada to Vancouver, Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton, Edmonton. back to Philadelphia, home for a day and a half, play the Kraken. And then they realize, wait, we forgot to schedule. Remember remember I told you last week there was so much gap time in between the games? I swear to God, I think the league forgot. Oh, wait a minute. We forgot to to send you all to Winnipeg. Well, that's why I said, come on, (laughs) NHL, we could do better than this. Now, I'm sure there was some sort of reason that I haven't figured out. But do we have to? Like, like. Crazy. Do we have to get the boys back on the bird? I mean, they just got home Thursday early morning and play the Kraken Friday night, and then they got to leave for Winnipeg, not Philadelphia. Winnipeg so sorry, on we, Saturday. Sorry, we forgot to send you all to Manitoba. Yeah, and now they're in Chicago, right? <laughs> I think they play tomorrow night, yeah. uh, uh, if memory serves me correct. But it's like, come on now. Like, what? Like what? what is that now? I, I know they travel well. I got it. I understand that. Still, it's not – trust me, from somebody who now who used to love to travel, right, and, you know, it was like uh, – it was the coolest thing that you would get to travel with the Redskins, you know? <laughs> like, um, Well, it's like in 2019 when I traveled with the Nats. Yeah. It, you know? But it, take, it, it takes out it, – It's I'm, still time away yes, from Yes, time away family, from your family, time away from your yeah, routine. It takes – Your home rank, absolutely, your home fans. It, it takes your body clock. It, it does have – especially when you come off of a six-game, 11-day road trip. And like mm-hmm. you said, there was probably a window in there that they could have made it work somehow, some way. I don't know. It just seemed weird. It, it, it almost seems like – Hey, let's put the Chargers on Sunday night football because we don't want the dog Broncos uh, against the Chiefs. So let's flex that in. And, oh, by the way, they're playing Miami. So let's have, oh, yeah, Tua versus Herbert. Let's do that. Oh, wait a second. We can't have Tua versus Josh Allen the next week. So instead of having that and on a normal week, oh, no, no, we can't do that. We're going to jam the Dolphins, who have been on the West Coast for 10 days, 
and who lost two games to the Chargers and the 49ers, fly home, get home at 7 o'clock this morning, now have to prepare, practice, whatever, for the Buffalo freaking Bills, take off to Buffalo on Friday morning, play Saturday night, because we can't have the Dolphins twice in a row on Sunday night football because we had to have the Chargers and the Dolphins there. Oh, so wait a second. we got to find a new game for Sunday night. Oh, let's put the Giants, number one media market, and the Commanders. Yeah, NFC East, everybody's doing great. Ah, monster rating. Oh, wait a second. Let's not look over here at the Commanders having to go 3,500 miles on a short week to play the San Francisco 49ers juggernaut. Right. It's, it's, it's absurd. I mean, I, listen, I understand when you're trying to – you've talked about this with one of your 4,000 gigs uh, at, what is it, Anne Arundel – Parks uh, and Recreation. Parks and Recreation. You know, juggling all these teams, juggling all these schedules. I, I, I understand it's not – I understand it's not easy. I'm just saying, maybe I pay a little bit too much attention to it, but I got you three teams right there. The Capitals, the Commanders, and the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to tell you why, though, this game ends up there. Blame it on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You know why? Because that game would have been a Sunday night Because if they were any good, okay, you could have easily flexed Bengals, Bucks into that spot. Joe Burrow and Tom Brady, that would have been a hell of a game to put uh, in that spot. Or you could have put San Francisco – Versus Tampa last night in the Sunday night window. Could have. And have the Dolphins not in the Sunday night window so that Dolphins' bills would be fresh. Because otherwise, otherwise, you know, the only other thing you could have, I mean, you couldn't move, obviously, you couldn't move San Francisco and, and Seattle because that's the Thursday night game. Right. And, I mean, I'm, you look at the rest of the schedule, Titans, Chargers, that would be two weeks in a row for the Chargers on Sunday night. Cardinals, Broncos, not a mm, chance in hell. No chance. Steelers, Panthers, nope. no way. Even though the Panthers, by the way, are playing their way. Dude, if I the Pan- I'll tell you what. Let me tell you yeah. this. Oh, if the Carolina Panthers yeah. end up winning the NFC oh. South, <laughs> I mean, if the Carolina Panthers win the NFC South, they that's going to be... That's going to be a sight to behold. They caught a little bit of a break yesterday. Obviously, not a good game for Geno Smith. Made a couple of bad mm-hmm. decisions. And obviously, Kenny Walker the third and, and DJ sudden Dallas. Sam Darnold. Yeah. But but Seattle, a running base team or a run first team, was no without their two top left. running backs, right? Uh, so and even though three, that game if was. You in, think about it, because yeah. Rashad Penny being no, out right. already. You're right. You're right. Um, even though that's a tough place to win, great win for the Carolina right. Panthers. So, Cowboys, Jaguars, no. no. But what you could have done, I, and I know what you just said, Seattle and San Francisco are the Thursday night game, right? Remember a couple of years ago, and this was one of the examples that pissed me off, quite honestly. So, if you could do it to the Commanders or then the Redskins, why can't you do it to them? They put the Commanders on a Sunday night football game against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers at home. Uh, we can ask Jay about it. It was 2018, I think it was, or 2017, one of those two years. 2018. Sunday night game, Green Bay, Washington. Washington rips them and then has to play in Dallas on Thanksgiving afternoon. I mean, three and, and a half days later. You know, you got three Saturday games. You got Colts, Vikings, Ravens, Browns, Dolphins, Bills. And of course, again, as we said, we cited the Chargers example. That would be the Dolphins on Sunday night again. Eagles, we don't Bears. want Deshaun Watson on Sunday Night Football. Eagles, with all Bears, the touchdowns that he's throwing. Eagles, Bears, no. But a bunch. Falcons, oh. Saints, no. 
How about, I mean, look, Lions, Jets. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Don't laugh. That that's dude, not. I told Matt. That's not a bad game. I told Matt and Denton Day. Denton Day Day. The bad thing is. Detroit mathematically is getting back into this thing. Yeah. That's they, the one and, team, if you're Washington, yes. you can't have in and this. Because they, they have the head-to-head. Not yes. only are they going to. And what I tell you, I told you a couple of weeks ago, they were the, the Detroit loss was going to come back to haunt them. Sure. And now, as Detroit creeps closer, that's the one team, if yeah. you're Washington, you can't have a tie with. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the. I mean, right now, the good thing is, is that you, you're not in a tie. But if if you slip up here, <clears throat> if you lose to the Giants, not only does that let the Giants back in the door, but you also then, assuming that Detroit continues to ascend, you let them close the door uh, a, a, a little bit. Now, you got this break yesterday. And by uh, the way, by the way, here's the here's who the Lions finish with: at the Jets, yeah. at the Panthers, yeah. host the Bears, at the Packers. Yeah, that's not exactly no. Murderer's Row. Uh-uh. Not so, I mean, they're putting up points. 34 yesterday, 40 the week before. I mean, 31, 31. I mean, they're getting it done right now for Dan Campbell. And how about Jared Goff playing the way he is? I mean, 22 listen, picks or 22 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Sometimes you give a guy weapons and mm-hmm. and he and he doesn't make the best of it, right? Um, a guy like Daniel Jones, you look at and you say, wow, if he only had weapons. Well, we don't know if he had weapons, if he would make the best of it, right? We think, but we don't know. Jared Goff had some weapons in Los Angeles and got them to a Super Bowl, but we all knew that he was challenged. He was not great. When Detroit makes a what seems like an absurd trade for him, mm-hmm. okay, with four years left on his contract at $24 million or whatever it was per year, you say, what are they doing? Well, what they're doing is banking on the fact that a former number one overall pick, who they identified as a number one overall pick, and who they traded up for and and paid a massive haul for, and I think Brad Holmes, the Detroit Lion general manager, was a part of that acquisition in Los Angeles when golf was coming out of Cal. What you're banking on is that, number one, the natural talent, and number two, that with experience and with repetition, experience, and maybe less pressure than there was in the spotlight of Sean McVay, Los Angeles, Hollywood, and an ascending Rams team that ultimately had already now been to a Super Bowl and was trying to get back to a second one and actually win one, that maybe Goff would take a deep breath, and with some weapons, and oh, by the way, they've got weapons. Now, Jamison Williams, wide open, wide open on that first touchdown off of play action. Did you see, though, yesterday? I mean, I got to say this. Uh, you know that I can't stand Brandon Staley because I think he's reckless. I think he's arrogant. I think he's cocky. I think he's conceited. I think he's everything that any NFL ho- head coach should not be. Okay? But Dan Campbell is a beast. He's got Vidalia onion-sized junk, okay? I mean, fourth and seven from your own 27 in the second quarter, and you run a fake punt for 42 yards? Then you have the audacity to line up your starting right tackle, Panay Suell. 
in motion from left to right. Hello. Ding, 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 ding. And put him out in the right flat, and he catches a game-sealing pass for a first down. I mean, again, grapefruits wouldn't be enough to describe Dan Campbell, what he's carrying around these days. I mean, wouldn't you think now, because golf is a free agent at the end of this year. Is he? I think so. No, because he had four years still left on his deal. Unless they rework the deal that I'm unaware of. I think I'll go back still and got, look at it because I, I saw his name. Another two I years. saw his name on some lists. I'll have to double so, check that. But, but I, think about this. Even if you could have acquired him via trade, mm-hmm. you got to believe that they're going to keep riding with him, don't you think? With the way ride they're playing. Ride with him, yeah. Youngest absolutely. in charge. Yes. Ride with ride, him. Ride with me. <laughs> so, I mean, then you could Russell Wilson and you can oh. get a concussion, a welt on your eye, play actually pretty decently, and then ride off into the sunset as the Broncos were eliminated again from the playoffs. By the way, Jared Goff still under contract. Uh, through 2024. Oh, Let's uh, ride. Yeah, exactly. No Bruce. opt-out? No, uh, nothing noted on overthecap.com. Okay. When when the Rams traded him, I remember this, and that's why I was like, eh, unless they had done something that I wasn't aware of. Well, didn't hadn't Sean just extended him yes, in L.A.? The, yeah. the extension hadn't even kicked in yet. Right, right. They it was traded for the following him with, season. Yes, yeah. they traded him with four years left on his deal, four-plus four years mm-hmm. left on his deal. I mean, the extension hadn't even kicked in yet. And so he's under contract for next year and 2024, which right now, if they continue to ascend and play the way they have with Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams back now. And remember, they traded TJ Hawkinson. Yep. They're probably regretting that in a way, even though they beat the Vikings. Because if you added TJ Hawkinson to DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, uh, a pretty decent offensive line, Jared Goff playing the way he is, D- uh, Jamison Williams, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, who who else am I forgetting? Uh, they got a slot receiver that I'm kind of forgetting. Another receiver that I'm kind of forgetting. Maybe not a true slot. But you get my point. Now you're almost like, yeah. So if they keep Goff, right? Uh, and which why would they get rid of him at this point? He makes uh, he counts for thirty million under the cap next year, and thirty one million in twenty twenty four. They can get out of that in twenty twenty four if if. But isn't he playing he like that? Isn't yes. he playing to that level of salary right now? Absolutely. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that might seem like an absurd number right now for Jared Goff. Yeah, but. Who wouldn't take the production that he's been able to build on? Not saying it's been perfect. Obviously, they got off to a sluggish start. The only team they beat was the Commanders. But they lit up the Eagles, come from behind. They scored enough points. They just weren't stopping anybody. Now they've got everything kind of working in concert. And again, even special teams, they made a huge play on specials yesterday. Again, the the, the onions on, on, on Dan Campbell... Because, I, I mean, I would have had to have killed him for trying that. So all I can do is praise it. But to do that, again, I believe it was fourth and seven from his own 27-yard line. Second quarter, and I want to say it was a one-score game. I, I I think the Lions were winning by seven, but I could be wrong on that. I have to double-check that. I, to do that in that spot, I mean, again, you are setting yourself up for disaster. If that doesn't work, disaster. 
especially against Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. And yet, not only did he do it, but it worked like a charm, and he picked up 42 yards. 3-1-2-3-0-0-9-80. Jay Gruden joins us in 15 minutes for touchdown at 10. We'll get his opinion on what Jared Goff is doing and go around the league with Jay as we do every Monday morning at 10, kicking off touchdown at 10. Another big week for the Commanders. Now the math continues to add up in their favor. And, yes, Guerrero may be heading to the game coming up on Sunday. All that and more right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Russell's got to look at what's happening. All right, we'll start you off with uh, the conclusion to the week, the New England Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals tonight, 8-15. You can hear it on 106.7 The Fan Coverage at 7.30. Cards, 4-8. and eight. Patriots, Bill Belichick, 6-6. Six and six. Commanders getting set for Sunday night football against the New York Giants, who got pummeled yesterday, 48-22 by Jalen Hurts. And the Philadelphia Eagles, they clinch a playoff spot. Giants now 7-5-1 with Seattle's loss. Commanders right now in the sixth spot of the NFC playoff chase. Meanwhile, yucky news here. Uh, in college basketball, Chris Beard, the head coach at Texas, has been arrested on a felony domestic violence charge uh, and booked in jail in Travis County, Texas. He is still in jail as we speak. This just crossing a little bit ago and thoughts and prayers with with Mike Leach, Mississippi State's head coach, uh, who is said not to be doing well and needing a miracle, according to um, according to media reports, as he was transferred to a hospital on Sunday morning. And that's what's trending. Encouraging numbers by all of you that listen to this show every day. We appreciate it so much. Tell your friends, you can find the AM dial for three hours a day. And if you can't, you can easily find it. On the Odyssey app, 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us. We'll get you involved coming up during Touchdown at 10 after we talk to Jay Gruden at the top of the hour. And certainly a lot to talk about with Jay about you know quarterback play around the league. Uh, right now, we're watching one of the greatest of all time kind of fall apart uh, right in front of us uh, as things go along. And look, again, yesterday, perfect example of what happens, Chris, when either you don't have a quarterback or your quarterback gets hurt. Exhibit A, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh three times, three times inside Baltimore's red zone, three times. Mitch Trubisky picked twice by linebackers, once by a DB. Trying to squeeze one in over the middle on the first two I saw. Not once, not twice, but three times. And by the way, we all were talking about the potential of Roquan Smith. If you'd have gone out and tried to acquire Mm -hmm. him, look at the difference he's made for Baltimore's defense. He has been sensational. And he was the one that knocked out um, Pickett uh, Pickett on the first And then had an interception. Absolutely. So, I mean, Roquan has made a huge difference in Baltimore – and that defense has played better since his acquisition, and they've had to because Baltimore's offense has been, you know, non-existent. When it, whether it was Lamar, now it's Tyler Huntley. Everybody's like, "Oh, we got to get Tyler Huntley in here. We got to get Tyler Huntley in here." Well, either either their offensive system holds them back, or 
you know, them as players are holding them back uh, right now because they are life and death every week because their offense can't get out of its own way uh, right now uh, there in Baltimore. But that defense with Smith, man, Smith has made Queen better because Queen was very average, mm-hmm. and Smith has made him better. Still struggling a little bit in the back end. I mean, um, how about Marlon Humphrey yesterday on Twitter saying, yo, my bad, tough day. I was bad, but our defense, the rest of our defense picked me up. Um, love Marlon Humphrey. Accountability, man. Accountability and communication with his fans. I love it. And Baltimore still found a way to win this thing, but my gosh, Pittsburgh had every opportunity uh, to win that game uh, yesterday with those trips into the red zone that all came away unfulfilled uh, in that contest as uh, Baltimore somehow uh, scratches it out 16-14. On the other end of And you that, have to kind of wonder just how long it's going to take Lamar Jackson, A, to get healthy. To where he B, can be effective. Right. B, what he's going to be like, to yes. your point, when he comes back. It's not all – you know, people are going to make it – oh, they'll, they'll be okay. If they could just find a way to, you know, keep punching while Lamar's out, they'll be great. They'll be grand. They'll be fine. Eh, doesn't always They're work that way. They're better off. They're probably better off with Huntley right now because yeah. Huntley can move. Yeah. And, I mean, Absolutely. Lamar, I, you wonder how much Lamar's going to be able to move when he I, comes I back. I mean, well, well, not only move, I, I mean, I, I assume he'll be able to run fairly close to full speed or they won't put him back in. The question is, you is can't how, put him back in. Right. The question is, is how rusty would he be in the, in the passing game, number one? And number two, how explosive would he be and would he be any sort of a threat? To opposing defense. By the way, I, I did want to clear something up. Uh, we were it was pointed out by uh, Joe Arrow uh, at Joey the Jammer on Twitter, uh, and he's right. Uh, I think impossible to end in a tie with Detroit, as we were talking about. Uh, so the fact that they have the tiebreaker doesn't mean a thing. We just need to stay ahead oh, of them right, because that's of the, remember the tie, right? But I asked, and I said, "Good point." He's right. What happens if Detroit somehow? Ties. ties in a game and yet still gets to now they because they're behind Washington right now meaning Washington is 7-5 and 1 Detroit 6-7 and 0 oh. so say they tied their next game and they were 6-7 and 1 right uh that's uh 14 still games. games they would to still go. need 3 games so the best they could get to then would be 9-6 and 1 9-6 and 1 or 9 no 8-7 no, no, and 1 8-7 and 1 right you're you're right so Theoretically, if Washington only won one out of their next four, right? Correct. Uh, they would be. Oh yeah. no, because they if would. Washington be, won one out one of their next four. They'd be eight, seven, and one. No, they'd be eight, eight and one. Right, because they have four games left. So his point three. is right, right, even right, with right, a right. tie, Detroit. Even if Detroit tied a game. The best they could finish up with, okay. Say they tied their next game. They're six, seven, and one. They have then at that point the best they could be three is more nine, games left. They could be nine, seven, and one because right. you play seventeen games. Right, nine, seven, and one. But if Washington, in order to, um, oh yeah, okay, I see what you're saying because yeah. yeah. Washington would be. But Washington would be nine. Washington seven, and one, would right? have to win yeah. two games to be right. at minimum nine, seven, and one. Right. So they could still tie if in the tiebreaker. If Detroit if has Detroit a tie, Detroit has game. a tie, and that right. was my point. That was my counterpoint 
To him, yes, okay, I and th- and that's the scenario. My right po- my point being is, you cannot end up in a tie with the Detroit Lions, which is still technically possible, possible. based on. And look down the stretch, as I said, that schedule not real hard. No. for Detroit. No. So if you're Washington, and it's not as easy for Washington as people are maybe making it out to be. I, I mean, even though the how Giants the hell got is hand- it easy? I, I'm I'm saying some people are. Oh, Brock Purdy. Uh, you watch Brock Purdy the last two games. I'm not. I'm not you know, listen, maybe all a, I know, maybe is a different ball game at Debo Samuel's out for the rest Brock, of the regular season. Brock but. Purdy, Brock Purdy, Joe and I talked a lot about him over the last four years on the It's College Football podcast, and he's making us look good right now. A guy that makes us look good every week, talking about football. Jay Gruden joins us next on Touchdown at Ten, right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.